Welcome to episode 11 of The Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And tonight, we have our special guest with us, like we promised, Dave Sipon. Hi, Dave. Hey, everybody. So we start off with uh, what, you, what you've been up to since the last time you've been here. I mean, it's been uh, nine episodes since you've been here, and uh, so it's been about a month, <laughs> month and a half. So uh, what have you been up to for uh, movie-wise? Well, as far as my films are concerned... Um Nothing new has come out yet. Okay. Um, however, the trailer for one of my most recent films I was filmed in, IBS, is now out on Vimeo. Okay. And it's not safe for work, just to give you all a warning. <laughs> and Maybe you should tell me what IBS stands for. Yes. Uh, for those of you that, who don't know, um, IBS stands for Irritable Bowel Syndrome. And it's about a man who has severe diarrhea attacks with no warning. He can't control it. And then one day, uh, fighting off a bully, he realizes uh, he can keep his IBS under control if he kills somebody. <laughs> and he goes on a murderous rampage. Just as a little extra bonus, though, I was surprised because I'm not a main character. I actually made it into the trailer. Oh, okay. So if you if your uh, viewers check out the link that will be on your extras page, you get to see me get shot. Oh, cool! Wow, cool. <laughs> now, who made the uh, film? Maniac Films. Maniac Films. Okay, and you work with them before, haven't you? No, I haven't. I've it's tried a couple times. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, I love their movies: Deadly Detour, Sloppy the Psychotic, and we finally got our schedules together, and I finally uh, am part of Maniac Films history. So cool. I'm excited. Cool. Well, now we, uh, as you know, it's the last uh, episode of the year, and uh, we would be promised to do a year-end review. Uh, yeah, it was requested by Jessica that we should do a year-end wrap-up. Yes, so here it is. <laughs> well, okay, well, do you want to start with just kind of like, like, well, okay, what's your list consist of? Movies, TV? Movies, basically, movies, yeah. Dave, with just movies. Movies, mainly, yep. All right, because well, mine's movies and a couple of video games since I'm a gamer of the group. Okay. So who wants to start? All right, um, I guess I could start. <laughs> and feel free to jump in and, and mock yes. and laugh and... Go, you thought that was a good movie? Holy crap. Um, on, please forgive me. I'm, I'm a little under the weather, weather this episode. Yes. So but, uh, we'll, we'll try our best to push on for the show. and uh, The show must go on. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with the uh, top five. Now, granted, like when I was doing this initially, it might be number five might be number five and number one might, be, might not be number one. But this was, to me, the top five good movies of the year that I enjoyed. And uh, number five was uh, The Raven with uh, John Cusack. Okay. You know, I thought that was a good film, you know. I mean, had really nothing to do with Edgar Allan Poe other than his stories. What do you and, mean it had nothing to do with Edgar Allan Poe? You don't know that he actually was found mysteriously dead on that bench? Yeah, but he didn't go through a whole murder mystery. How do you know? No one knows. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> it could have happened. could have happened. He was mysterious. They found him mysteriously dead. Well, I enjoyed it, so I mean, yeah, it was it'd, a great be, movie. it'd be a great, you know, if it was true, it'd be a great, you know, documentary. <laughs> Well, I actually saw that movie and yeah. I was disappointed. Really? Yeah, I it wasn't my cup of tea. Well, why? Why? Was it wasn't it? in my worst list either. But okay, I just thought it was corny and didn't. <laughs> it just didn't grab me. Okay, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, but it didn't make my list either because it wasn't like uh, it was. I didn't walk out going, "Oh my god, that was great." I mean, Grant and I bought it on DVD and I watched it recently, not too long ago. With the bonus stuff and all that. but I, I, I like the movie. I wouldn't just sit there as far as top five. Be like, oh my god, this goes up there. But you know, it's all right. That's what makes these lists 
Yes. Yeah, we'll tell them their own taste. I'm so, sure we'll get uh, to Dave's, we'll get to stuff people no one's ever heard of. Oh, shall I keep going then? <laughs> no, keep going. Okay, yeah, keep sure. going. All right, number four was uh, Wrath of the Titans. I enjoyed that one. You know, I love the whole puzzle aspect of it when they were in that one scene and they, they had to go through and it was like kind of like big blocks coming flying at him and you just had to duck okay. and dodge. All right, again, not one on my list, but all right. <laughs> and that's one I missed. Uh, it was out of the theater before I had a chance to see it. It's a good. It's a good watch. I think. I mean, it's. it's, it's I think it does make up for the horrendous Clash of Titans. You know, yeah. I mean, granted, we saw it. We saw it in three D. I didn't like it, but when I saw it in two D, I actually enjoyed it more. Yes. You yeah. Know? Because we we watched it in two D. Yes. The original, and uh, we thought it was pretty good. Better in two D. Anyway, right. Or, well, wait a minute. We saw it in three D. Clash of the Titans. Yes, but then we saw it here. That's 2D. right. Because we want to see right. what the difference. Was. I still prefer the original, but right, of it, course. I mean, but even if you had to compare between three D and two D, the two D was so distract. The three D was so distracting; it was horrible. Okay. Now my number number three was a tie. Actually, <laughs> it was a Total Recall okay. and uh, Judge Dredd. Oh, I forgot about Judge Dredd. All right. You know, I thought they were kind of similar in a movie, in a way. They're apocalyptic <laughs> world. There's a lot of crime going on, and you know, so that was that kind of same feel to it so that's why i kind of made him the tie for number three so way too much thought in this right. <laughs> number two and it was a close second was ted oh, i love ted that was a great movie i we watched it again not too long ago we laughed still so it was a good movie held up uh, the like i said but like said, when we watched it, it's the number one highest grossing comedy of all time at this right point. so and, I, and you know there's gonna be a sequel so i can't <laughs> wait for ted two ted harder ted harder <laughs> And of course, my number one, I think, which I know, hopefully it topped all your lists, but maybe not, was Avengers. Okay. You know, I thought it was a great, you know, superhero movie with all the characters and a nice, you know, ensemble, and it was just a perfect Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, now, what about your 2012 surprise hit? The 2012 surprise hit. Um, I actually came up with four of them. Wow. There's now. Let's let's nail down what we what's a surprise hit. It's it's a movie that either we passed on in the theaters. We never got around to seeing, but then it was like this that came out this year. Yes, and then you went, wow, that was a lot better than I thought. <laughs> I didn't think it was a complete total piece of shit. Now some of these I did see in the theater. Okay, okay, so like you know, so some of them I did know. Uh, number four was uh, Brave. Uh, I thought it was a good Disney movie in terms of it wasn't a standard love story. It was more of a family story, which I thought was a lot nicer. It was a nice change from the normal, you know, princess in trouble. Prince comes to save, or fall some love. fall in love, right kind of thing. You know, this is more of, you know, there was no, she was the heroine in the movie, right. but she was the main character through the whole thing, so it made mm-hmm. her really different. Uh, number another surprise, which uh, came out, uh, it, well, it was released on uh, on demand first, and then it was released on DVD. Was uh, Comic Con episode four? A fan's hoped. No, the documentary. Yes, I thought that was a great uh, adaptation of uh, of seeing the whole San Diego Comic Con. Well, I would put it in terms of again, not on my list because I completely forgot about that one. But <laughs> it's definitely a good love letter to Comic Con and you know to the comic book fans. Yes, you know it was definitely had. It was jam-packed with stars, you know, seeing them all and, like, they're kind of, like, talking about their geekdom and things like that. Right, right. So that was kind of nice. It was kind of a little out of their element talking about being a geek. Right. Um, (coughs) Number two uh, was Iron Sky to me. Really? Yes. Because I wasn't sure if I was going to like this movie or not. Space Nazis. (laughs) The whole Nazi Germany thing. But I have to say, I was really surprised by it. I really enjoyed it. 
I was like, wow, is this my, you know, because I, it was an independent film. I thought it was going to be cheesy, you know, like TV, right. sci-fi graphics where they're all standing there looking at a ship fly by and then they <laughs> superimpose a, a cartoon <laughs> ship to go by. But none of that was like that. So it was a real surprise to me. You know, so I enjoyed it immensely. And of course, number one, the big surprise, because I, I think you agree with this, is the uh, we didn't see it in the theater. We passed on it just because the marketing was horrible on it. The commercials, the trailers just did not, you know, talk to us at all to see it, was John Carter. I would agree. That is my, also my surprise hit of 2012. So it was a really good movie. You know, I highly recommend it. I, you know, people ask me, I'm like, yeah, it was really good. It was a surprise, and it was really, I, really good. I, I'm also kind of curious to know, because I, I would like to see a sequel. Yeah. Now, I mean, as much as it bombed in the movie theater, I think that, you know, Disney is making up for it, making up for the money they lost with Avengers. You obviously know the Star Wars are going to make money. Right. So why not, like, just do another sequel? Yes. Yes. You know, but no one does going to be direct to DVD kind of thing. So that's that's my four surprises of the wow. year. So came with four nice. of them. So. And then finally, my worst list. These were five. Granted, the... Oh, oh no, he's already <laughs> trying to play the fence. You didn't like it, just say, I didn't like it, and leave it at that. If someone disagrees with you, that's on them. Okay. Well, number five was uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, <laughs> I had that on my list. I was actually going to put that down as one of my best top five. Really? Only because it is Nicolas Cage in his best overacting I've ever seen. That actually didn't bother me, the overacting I, of Nicolas Cage. When I go see a Nicolas Cage movie, I expect overacting, crazy looks, and it delivered it. Like it delivered nine times out of ten of that movie. That yeah. movie made me laugh hysterically. Maybe probably it shouldn't have, but it still <laughs> me was definitely a rewatchable movie over and over again. I mean, I'll watch it again. It's not like I won't watch right. it because I I I'll still watch bad movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got. The, but I didn't like the middle scene where they, he was in that cave. He was trying to get Ghost, the Ghost Rider to leave his soul, basically separate himself from the human. And okay, it, well, I read the comic book, so I mean, I was a big Ghost Rider comic book fan. So okay, I didn't read that, it. So. That stuff happens a lot with him always trying to get rid of the, the spirit. Uh, number four <clears throat> was Underworld Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liked the Kate Back and Seal vampire thing. It's always nice to see her in tight leather. Right. Man. But the, the whole, the, the one character, I can't remember the guy's name who was in that little um, group of vampires. He looked like Victor uh, and he played the character like the way he talked was the same type of character. And then, of course, they didn't have Scott Speedman in it all. Like he, his character was just like the back of his head and it wasn't really him. Right. You tell it wasn't him. <laughs> so that was like, ugh. Just... No, no, I gotta be honest, I never really liked the Scott Speedman character at all in any of the movies. So him not being in it was actually quite a relief for me. <laughs> I just, I just, his whole character, I'm just like, eh. The first two movies, you know, he was part of the movie, the whole series. You I know, understand kind of he's kind of like the, the, the central point, but, eh. I just didn't like And then the whole, the whole kid aspect of it. They always kind of ruin those kind of movies when they but, add a kid into it. You know, we can we can make a list of those movies. Yeah. So. Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three was uh, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. <laughs> the Hobbit, The Unexpected Bomb. Two hours and 45 minutes of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I felt it. Was very similar to the first three. That's Lord of the Rings. That's one of the reasons why we didn't like it. Like, a lot of people I've, I've noticed on the internet have been saying that's one of the reasons why they liked it because it was so much like the other three. Mm-hmm. Because it got to show more an expansive world of 
of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. and I'm just going, how much more green fields and mountains and forests do we need? You know, <laughs> and that was to me was like, I just felt like what you called it, what the uh, <laughs> the Phantom Menace of the Lord of the Rings world. <laughs> yes, it, was, it definitely had this really pretentious vibe to it, like. Oh, we can do this, and now we're going to show it to you. Ooh, <laughs> sprawling scenery. Oh. And Gandalf, the worst wizard ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number two was The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. You know, I just, they, they had to rush out a movie so Sony could hold on to the rights of it, and they rebooted the whole thing, and it was just done poorly. I mean, I just felt that it was not the lizard's, you know, great movie to be in, you know, kind of thing. And he looked a lot like the croc from Batman more yeah. than he looked like yeah, the lizard. Yeah, yeah. He did. He could and the they actually mistaked him for the croc a couple of times. Like, Oh no, wait, that's DC, <laughs> not Marvel. <laughs> and there was no need for them to go all the way back to the origin again. Right. You well, know, okay. we all know it. Come on people. You know, well, they wanted to reboot the series. So in order to reboot the series, you have to reboot the origin. Uh, I'm not a fan of. I wasn't a fan of that either. They could have just made another Spider-Man story. They could do what James Bond just put another guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. But the guy wanted to keep Pete in high school and not out of high school. Where Spider-Man Three, obviously, he was out of high school. He was doing his own thing, you know, with the job and all. My he wanted to have yeah. the he wanted to have the teenager aspect. So I, you know, not thrilled them rehashing the the origin story, but. I think with the stuff that they did with being Oscorp Central, mm-hmm. it kind of made sense to kind of reboot it. But I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And number one, yeah. which I think is a, not a big surprise, is Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. That's <laughs> on mine. <laughs> now, see, that was on one of my guilty pleasure lists. I enjoyed watching it. Yes, it has a lot of flaws, but <laughs> I had fun watching it. Now, when they fight, it looks like they're in a boxing match. Good. <laughs> Your mic just all I didn't realize my, my mic was off, but you can hear me though, right? I can hear you clearly right. through this. Yes. Oh, good. At least we don't have to start all the way from the beginning. Um, <laughs> but when they fought, it looked like a boxing match. It didn't look like they were trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, the points you guys made tearing it apart, you're valid. But I thought it was a fun movie. Okay. I can't I consciously put it on. Yeah. I can't put it on my worst list. Get out! <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Actually, I would like to have I would like to sit have somebody here one time to actually sit down that actually really liked the movie and be able to sit there and go, "Why did you like the movie?" Yeah, being a guilty pleasure means it's like, okay, the movie wasn't great; it's subpar, and it, but you could probably watch it again. I want somebody to sit there and go, "Oh my god, it was the best movie ever made," so I can sit there and actually have a conversation with going, "What planet are you from?" Just like, <laughs> oh. Oof. Uh, well, we we won't we'll get too too much into it because last episode, <laughs> last Sean, year, went on a rant. <laughs> so that was it. So that's my lists there. Yeah, well, wait a minute. Didn't you make when you emailed me? You said you're we were going to go over the best Christmas movies of all time. We'll, we'll get oh, back we'll to that. that. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get that later. Right. 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 These are the years in review. It looked like you went through your whole paper there. I just wanted to make sure because I have mine. <laughs> all right, so let's go to our guest. What was your favorite and worst of the year? Okay, well, I'll go from uh, five to one, one being my favorite. Okay. Men in Black 3. Not a perfect movie, but it had time travel, neat special effects, and it was it was a fun ride to watch. Uh, I missed it, so I, I didn't see I, two. I, so I, I saw it. Two, well, two is two. Three is, it, again, I thought it was, eh. I saw it in the theaters, and it was like, and I picked it up on DVD, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, because I wanted that, that bobble-headed uh, guy for the set. <laughs> 
It was, it was an okay movie. I wouldn't like as out of all the movies I've seen this year. But hey, it's it's, it's a list. Yeah. I mean, did you not get out much, or did you? <laughs> you know, actually, um, I was talking about this with my wife when I was putting my list together. This this has been a really bad year for me seeing theaters and the movies. I I seen maybe one or two a month this past year. Where wow. Um, there were many years where between my friends and my wife, I would see two, three movies a month, mm-hmm. minimal, yeah, you know, right, and, right. uh, if I saw one or two a month, that was a lot this year. So there was a lot I missed. Okay. Number four for my mm-hmm. favorite was the collection. The collection. Yeah. That was the sequel to The Collector. Okay. Which I didn't think was a great movie to start off with, especially didn't the sequel. But all right. I mean, you, like I said, I, as I expected, your taste is going to go way out the reservation. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I think my sister saw a bootleg of it. Actually, I think my sister refused to even watch a bootleg of that movie. But go ahead. <laughs> my biggest complaint in the movie was some of the traps that he set up mm-hmm. were way too big, way too complex for one man to have put together. Okay. Which took away the um, the realisticness of the movie. Okay. But the gore, some of the escape scenes, uh, the the killings, I forgave all that. And again, a lot of a lot of my movies, I say to myself, did I have fun watching it? Did I enjoy it? Okay. Um, and I did. I walked away feeling like, hey, that was worth eleven fifty, and you know, <laughs> okay. Number three is a horror movie that my wife actually liked more than I did. Really? Cabin in the Woods. That's a good movie. Not on my list, but it was a good movie. Good movie. Lots of great references to other great movies without breaking copyright. Okay. I won't say any more than that if, for the viewers that haven't seen it. Right. Worst part about the movie, the quickie, cheap-ass ending. <laughs> See, no, I thought that was perfect. Perfect ending. There is, because you gotta keep remember, you gotta also remember in the world of the people who made the movie, Joss Whedon and the guy who directed is also a writer of Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. So to them, that's the only way that movie could have ended. Okay. okay. Number two. Okay. I thought this was great for family. I thought it was good for adults to watch. And as Ed is also, I'm a Disney fan. Yeah. I had to mention Brave. Okay. And like Ed said, it went against the Disney norm. Didn't have that usual Disney formula where you can almost predict what's going to happen. <laughs> so I thought Brave... You, you know when they were going to break into song. Right. And, um, <laughs> I, I got to be honest, I haven't seen it yet. I have it, I just haven't seen it yet. It's very good. It's a, it it's was a very recommendation. Good. Yeah. All right. Very good. And number one, I can't deny it, was The Avengers for me. All right. I thought it was a it was a great, right. great ride. Yeah. It was fun. The Marvel characters aren't my favorite. Ed knows I've always been a DC C- fan, fan yeah. but The Avengers uh, kicked ass. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to make a uh, uh, honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Skyfall. I, I thought it really made a uh, big improvement. I actually felt like I was watching a James Bond movie for the first time since Daniel Craig took over. Okay. And um, even though it's probably not even on my top ten, mm-hmm. I thought it, it deserved an honorable mention just for how much it improved as a James Bond film. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. Now you want to give us your worst? My worst. Okay. Well, now um, I'm about to get kicked out of Ed's house. And this is where the fight started. (laughs) (laughs) Because two of my worst are on two of Ed's best. All right. Um, Number five, the Total Recall remake. (laughs) 
Uh, you know what? I can't argue. A lot of people didn't like the movie. Uh, I think because it, it, went, it strayed so far away from the original. But I'm like, if you take a look at the, the sto- short story, is only like seven pages long. So, okay, what did you like about it? It was boring. I couldn't wait for it to end. I would have preferred being on a broken elevator with a bunch of British people breathing on me. <laughs> oh my god all, all it had going for it was special Sorry, effects all you European downloaders <laughs> <laughs> the opinions of our guests expressed <laughs> <laughs> of the, the, the team of the geeksters the movie was like a dry fart with CG special effects it, I couldn't wait for that movie to end um <laughs> And the one scene, the one scene that that could have been really neat, mm-hmm. I'll just say fat lady because I don't want to get too deep. Oh, get real. Will you let that we go? saw that. We saw who he really was on the computer. It would have been a surprise if you didn't see that person's image on the computer, the scene right before that. Right. There was nothing that popped in this movie. Okay. It was blah. Okay. You are so... I love the stuff that you hate is the most <laughs> innocuous stuff, like the fat lady. It's, it's the two weeks lady. Everybody knows that. It's not him. No one was expecting it to be him. Right, but the character that he was in disguise, we already knew which one it was him because you've seen it on his computer program. That's not the point. <laughs> But that's not the point. Like, who cares if you saw the makeup going in? Yeah, it just took like, it just took away any element of surprise. All right, it's not supposed to, wasn't supposed to be a surprise of who he was. No, I guess the movie wasn't supposed to be entertaining either. I I walked out went, I that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Not my top five, but it was up there. All right, um, number four again. This uh, going against Ed's best list, uh, John Carter. Really? I, I saw it on the Disney Fantasy cruise ship. Mm-hmm. They really went all out promoting it. And, okay. You know, we saw it in 3D and all that fun stuff, and it just fell flat. Okay. And I have to say, I the parts I've seen of The Princess of Mars with Tracy Lords, I, I enjoyed better. Really? Yeah. A lot of people said that was unwatchable. Uh, I, I thought that's pretty much what I thought <laughs> okay, of John Carter. I mean, you got to remember who you're talking to. <laughs> Dave enjoys unwatchable movies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if he can't, if, if he's sitting there going to nitpick about a two-second clip from Total Recall making it one of his worst films. It was just one example. The movie was boring. I, I understand that, but I'm just, I just find it funny that now you're going to a movie, like, both Ed and I thought was relatively good for, you know, a movie no one saw. Now, I did like the ending of... John Carter, but you know it wasn't enough to save it. Okay. Uh, see, as far as the, the, that movie made me want to read the books. Wow. That's okay. how good I. That's how much I enjoyed that movie. Okay. It made me went out and go. All right, for two ninety nine, I could go in my nook and get all seven books and and then sit down and read them. You know. Cool. Uh, that to me makes it an entertaining movie. If I'm interested to go outside of the world. <laughs> but again, what else you got there? Okay. For number three, I have Sinister, Sinister. the the demon that if you film him or draw him, oh, he starts to becoming the, more and more real until he makes your life a living the hell. Ethan Hawke movie, uh, yeah. The yeah. previews it took look me a great. while to figure that was Ethan Hawke though. That was really yeah. You couldn't talk about Ethan Hawke in Sinister. <laughs> well, I didn't see that part. I just saw the clips and then the commercial. The movie looked great. The previews just. Fell completely flat. What a disappointment. I, I gotta be honest, I didn't even want to see that even when I first saw it because it's by the guys who do paranormal and I hate the paranormal concept. 
because I've said it before, the paranormal activity movies mm-hmm. always reminded me of those YouTube movies where they tell you to stare at something cute and all of a sudden a face pops up to try to scare you. Yeah. It's that cheap scare. Well, this this movie, when I saw the preview, reminded me again of every time you look on Facebook, you see that meme of, oh, this will scare the shit out of you. And you look and it's usually like, like a family photo, but then you see like the guy's head underneath the sofa like supposed to be creeping you out. Yeah. That's exactly what that movie reminded me of. Okay. Just like, oh, look, there's something in the picture. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I can, I can catch, right? I can, I can get behind that one. Okay. <laughs> Number two, The Amazing Spider-Man. The All Amazing right. Disappointment. <clears throat> yeah, it was not down. How did they go backwards in special effects? It, the movie because, that was much older was far ha- superior. They didn't have it, time to make a, a because higher movie. Oh, no, because it was all practical. There was very, very few special effects. The stunt, really? Now, the stunts were great. I saw the, the, I saw the, the little the Asian guy doing it, the swinging. Him yeah. swinging, because I, I have the DVD, and I wanted to watch all the special behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. All those, him swinging through the streets, like, a lot of it was physical, physically done. It wasn't really? computer animated. So okay. they actually had a guy, and, you know, it wasn't the actor, it was somebody else. Like, when he was running along the side of the, the bus, mm-hmm. they actually did those live stunts. Okay. So there was, I mean, yeah, it's a special effect. All they had to do was erase the wires. Right. But it wasn't as, as iconic as, like, the, as like the, the original Spider-Mans. Right. But it was all computer animated. You just went, all right, cool. I, I yeah. <laughs> and, and I... Just like Sucker Punch, I felt like it was incomplete. I felt like they mentioned things, led up to things, and then never finished it. Yeah. Okay. And to, to me, that's, there, not a com- okay. that's not a complete really? movie. Oh, okay, to me. with the Sucker Punch. Sucker part. Punch, yeah. But okay, I kind of see because we were just talking about that last week, yeah. about what we liked about it. But I do like the one scene in Amazing Spider Man that I keep going back with. It's the first time you see the lizard, he's chasing after, which is Oscorp's like second in, second in command. Right. On the on the bridge, mm-hmm. which gets this whole great action sequence, but the lizard never, you never see what happens to that guy because it just, it's like a plot point, it just disappears. Right. You know? All right. Yeah. Um, what was your number one? Yeah. My number, my number one for the worst movie of 2012 was House at the End of the Street. Wow. Oh. Okay, a movie I didn't see. I didn't see it either. Just not- a horrible piece <clears throat> of crap. <laughs> I mean, I like I don't. I'm not a horror fan. Yeah, so that's I. that's where that's where our differences. That's where you jump ahead because nine times out of ten, if I see a preview for a horror movie, I'm already like, eh, I already know. Let me guess, a bunch of people get killed. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, like uh, seeing it in there. I'm more any horror movie for me has got to be more psychological horror. Okay. Um, and I, I just wanted to mention this: uh, the two series that I thought deserve awards for most improved. Mm-hmm. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. <laughs> I was like, oh. "Wow, this is actually watchable, oh and this is kind of cool." <laughs> I hoped. <laughs> wait, wait, because you're gonna kick us both. Out. Uh, well, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> that was pretty good because we saw it together with our wives. <laughs> the wives hated it. The wives hated it, but we thought, "Wow, that was really good. That yeah. was a good play on the end." Uh, we was, loved it. Yeah, we were kind of shocked they hated it. We we couldn't understand why. Are your guys testicles in the mail? Are you getting them soon? Uh, you know, four to six weeks. All right. And uh, <laughs> the other series that I thought deserved um, mention for most improved has to be Skyfall. Okay. And the funny thing is, uh, last year Daniel Craig was in one of my favorite and one of my most hated movies last year. Wait, 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 wait. Most most favorite and most hated. So two different movies? Two different movies. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought it was the same movie. One of my favorite movies he was in last year was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. 
And he was in my most loathed movie last year that I just couldn't stand. If I saw it for free, I would want some money back. Dreamhouse. Again, that's a harsh uh, one. Yeah, no, I knew that. That one, that one that's the one where, it, yeah, I, I called the ending in the preview. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> way too predictable. Yeah. And it was too slow for a horror movie. It, it, there was a lot wrong with it. It wasn't scary. It dragged. It was definitely one of those movies where it's like, I think, if, if refresh my memory, if, but it's him and his family. It's like he might have killed his family, but he's not sure. Someone's a ghost. I think he's the ghost. I don't. I don't. I just remember watching it, going, "I know this ending." Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you see the first ten minutes, you would have pegged yeah. the, the ending. Yeah, or you're, like, you're very close just from the trailer. Yeah. Well, I I remember the movie with um, Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning. It was called Hide and Seek. I like that movie. I I knew the ending from the trailer. I was like, spoiler alert, split personality, Daenerys the bad guy. <laughs> and Daniel was like, nah, I'm like, I'll guarantee you, why would he be both the good guy and the bad guy just from the one scene, him standing over the stairs going, ah! I'm like, <laughs> so she watched it and she, <laughs> she she got a bootleg, watched it, and the first thing she did was she's like, you son of a bitch, you were right. <laughs> like, Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, your list, right? For now, for the uh, for the worst, best, and worst. Worse than the best. Yeah. And surprises, uh, you know. Uh, so now we get to my list. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I can always, we can always just check off my surprise was John Carter. Okay. Yeah. You know, one, two, three, four, five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Well, I just kind of wrote down movies. Right. Five movies I really enjoyed, but uh, no particular order. But I guess if I had to put them in order, looking at them, uh, number five would be Skyfall. Okay. Right. I thoroughly enjoyed any Bond movie. Yeah. But this one seemed to be like a, again in comparison to the other Daniel Craig movies, definitely a leap forward as far as felt more Bond. Okay. Then I'm going to go with Hitchcock. Okay. I thought that movie was probably the best movie of the year. You know, it was, and Helen Mirren I just saw was already nominated a Golden Globe Oscar, Golden Globe Award, nominated for her acting in it. So you think she'll probably she'll be nominated for the uh, Oscar? You know what? I don't know. To be honest, I think the problem with award season is is that they always tend to go with. What's popular, like that dark zero dark thirty mm-hmm. about tracking and Simon Bin Laden. Right. I think that that's going to be a big winner because the woman who wrote and directed this woman who wrote the Hurt Locker and it's political enough for Hollywood to pat themselves on the back. Go, oh, we did good talking about American history. What right. Not really. Right. Yeah. You know, because Argo is nominated for a bunch of stuff, including best director, best movie, and I really do think that that out of that list that I saw, that was probably the the best movie out of the list. Okay. But we'll get to that when the award season comes, comes around. Up, yeah. Number three, I'm gonna go with Ted. Yeah. Really? Ted. Number three because there's I one. Thought it'd be movie. higher on his list. Well, because number two was a movie that neither of you guys recognized, even though it was a DVD release. Okay. The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns. Oh. That's on a different list for uh, me. Okay. I yeah. I, I still have a video list, but go ahead. Oh, okay. See, I combined it as movie because that's a directed video. Okay. But that to me was the second, my second favorite film. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, that was great. Though. Yeah, it was really yeah, I, good. I really enjoyed it. If you're a Batman fan, if you're if the Frank Miller's of the story, it was really good. I understand you. Know, they took, they didn't do a lot of the voiceover, but you don't really need the voiceover because you see it on the film mm-hmm. kind of thing. And of course, number one's Avengers. I thought that that was kind of like right. the perfect movie of the summer. It took all your superhero elements. It was kid friendly. It was family friendly. You got to see superheroes fight each other. And fight the bad guys. You got some good humor. I mean, it just makes me think back to the time when Joss Whedon was supposed to do Wonder Woman and how he got kicked off that project. And somebody there is going, maybe we should have just let him do Wonder Woman. Yeah. 
But he got to do Avengers, so <laughs> yeah, and he's writing and directing Avengers too. So yeah, you know, and and on top of that, uh, we read somewhere I told you that he's now kind of overseeing all the Phase Two aspects of like Iron Man Three, Thor Two, Captain America Two. Right. So he's kind of and the Guardian of the Galaxy. So he's kind of overseeing all that as like a consultant to see how it's going to work into Avengers Two. Okay. Cool. So, also, too, I mean, I didn't. I gotta be honest. I really didn't have a worst list. Really? Because you know. I mean, there's some crappers, I think, and I kind of agree with your worst list. I mean, obviously, number one's going to be Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I was disappointed with Amazing Spider-Man. I was kind of, was, you know, in all the other movies, like uh, Killing Them Softly, I thought was kind of a letdown. Okay. Um, I guess another surprise hit for me this year would be John uh, Jack Reacher, the new Tom Cruise movie that just came out last week. Yeah. That was really good. You see it? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went there, I saw it Sunday. It was a really, really good movie. I mean, they were actually, at one point, going to pull the movie because of the incident that happened in Connecticut. Right. Yeah, they released it a week later, didn't right. they? Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I, I, maybe, maybe they didn't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be released the Friday after it happened. Oh, okay. And they waited an additional week. Oh, okay. Because it was, like, there is an opening sequence that was very, I mean, the movie itself was good. Mm-hmm. I and mean, people bitched about Tom Cruise being too short because in the book, the guy's supposed to be like six something. And I'm like, you know what? That doesn't matter. If the actor is good and the movie's good, you, you don't really care. Right. Like, well, his ego's eight foot tall. Yeah. And you know what? Deservingly so, though. Name three. Name three Tom Cruise movies that just bombed. That just bombed. I mean, yeah, just. At, right I don't out, watch enough Tom Cruise right, movies just, to I mean, know just that. Just out of the gate, out of, out of Tom Cruise's what 20, 30 year career. Yeah. And name three movies that he's been in that completely sucked. Completely sucked. I can only think of one. Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder was a top, was a Top Gun ripoff. Yeah. And it was also beginning, like, to me, like, the beginning of Tom Cruise's career can all be summed up in this. I'm an egotistical, arrogant bastard that's great at his job until something bad goes horribly wrong. Then I reconsider my decisions to do that job, and then somebody out of nowhere gives me that pep talk that I need to overcome my fear and move on to become a hero. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Top Gun, Days of Thunder, even, uh, we call it, uh, it, it wasn't until, uh, I think, few good men that he actually started kind of getting away from that right i thought he was great in, in interview with a vampire yeah i hate to say you know yeah but yeah jack was so good i mean even the mission impossible movies have always been good but this they was, were they to me were campy yeah well you know the tv show wasn't you know right and a little great. over technical too yeah well, yeah again it's because with the tv show I, I wasn't really a big fan of minority report i really i thought that was i love that one that's a well and it wasn't segment. really his acting ability it was just the whole premise of the 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 future, the profit things, whatever they were. I can't remember now. <laughs> the future point. crimes. Yeah, the future crimes. But these these things, and it's like there's a fallibility and there's a minor. Oh, you know life. what? I'll be honest. Bad Tom Cruise movie, War of the Worlds. There you go. There. That's so there's neat special effects. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes <laughs> wide shut. <laughs> he couldn't even convincingly show us that yeah. he enjoyed kissing his own wife, who yeah. was his wife in reality. It looked like he wanted to puke in her mouth. So we got, we got, uh, out of 20 years, we got through with two movies? <laughs> Three. Well, what was the third one? No, we said four. Four, Well, okay, right. we, we, Days of Thunder, Crazy. I like, but that's your opinion that it sucked. Right. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Eyes Wide Shut. And I said Minority Report. Yeah, but again, you didn't, you did not like it because of him. You didn't like it because of the movie. Yeah, but now, he was a part of it. Yeah, so that doesn't count. It's it's like a movie hit him. He was in it, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he was a star, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. You can't you can't blame an actor for a bad script. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he's just doing his job. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
No, so whatever twenty ever twenty something like your career, that's a pretty good track record. Oh. You know, but I mean the movie itself was just really good, but there's this opening scene of a sniper that's chilling. Like you kinda like and it propels this great murder mystery. Okay. It's not like an action flick like you would think it would be like from the T V from the, the trailers, yeah. It was just a really good like mystery. Okay. I highly recommend it. But uh cool. Yeah, my worst list is, you know, doesn't really Eh. I'm not. I'm not really one of those. I mean, other than Dark Knight Return, Dark Knight Rises, and Spider Man. That was it. That was it. Because I guess so, cause there was movies I really was going and going. All right, here we go. You know, you have to remember when we walked into the theaters. I was iffy about both of those movies. <laughs> you were. Yeah, I was iffy about Dark Knight Rises because I knew Bane was a really strong character. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You did. You, you did know? say that. And I was like, then when I heard the voice, I was like. <laughs> you know, and then there was all those holes. And the Amazing Spider-Man, I was already kind of leery about because of the suit. Right. But then the suit didn't bother me as much as the plot. <laughs> <laughs> the actual storyline. Yeah. So, no, I do have a, I do have a list, though, of video games because I know you guys don't play video games. Okay, cool. But there's some people out there who might play video games who are not really sure what to play. Right. I only have four, and they're not really in particular order, but I'm going to go with Dishonored. Okay. That's kind of like we were talking about that earlier before the show started. The uh, steampunk, steampunk adventure. Steampunk adventure, Assassin's Creed, first-person shooter combo. Where it actually does, like, people who don't like it are, if you're, if you're a first-person shooter and you want to kick a door in and start shooting the place up, this isn't your game. Okay. This is definitely a game where you actually have to think about what you're doing, you, the, you know, how you're going to go about doing it. Because you're basically, your main goal is to assassinate a person, but to actually try to assassinate them without you either A, being in the room, or B, not getting caught, obviously. Right. You know, so it definitely is a more stealth-oriented game versus the... Well, you said there was two ways to play the game. Yeah, yeah, there's there's multiple endings, and mm-hmm. the more you play, like, if you are a hack and slasher, where you walk in, you start hacking, you do lean more towards the kind of bad ending. Okay. Where if you more if of a stealthier, you know, playing, like, distracting guards, leaving a lower body count, right. it leans more towards a better ending. Okay. So it definitely is one you actually have to think of. Now I got that for Christmas. I'm 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 looking forward to playing it. It's, it's a very good game. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. Okay, good. Uh, Mass Effect Three. Okay. Uh, it came out earlier. There was a lot, of, a lot of controversy with the ending of it of the game because yeah. you get to pick which firework color fireworks were going off, but it's still on a whole a great game. Okay. You know, especially when you have to come down to making decisions and how those decisions impact not only your gameplay but the storyline. It, there's a lot of weighty decisions. I'm a, I'm a guy. So if you, if, but if you've never played Mass Effect, you can you can now pick up the first two for yeah, the they, current they, consoles. Yeah, they just released uh, as a as a I guess a box set you might say right. of all three games in one package. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you, if you can, I highly recommend getting it. Starting from Mass Effect One, playing right through, you'll you won't be disappointed. Because you also said too before that. The decisions you make on the first game affects the second yes. game, and then the decisions you make in the second game affect the third game. Yes. So it's yeah. one of those type of things you really want to pick up the trilogy just to start from the beginning if you haven't played it at all. Right. I mean, it, it, you know, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that series, but if you were just picking up a game, eh, Mass, Effect, Mass Effect 3. Okay. Assassin's Creed 3. Okay. A lot of sequels this year. Yes. Uh, to me, you can't go wrong with Assassin's Creed. I've always been a fan of that series from the first one. Up until this game, which is probably like the fifth or sixth in the in the series of Assassin's Creed games, right? Fifth, I think. Yeah, because they have the Assassin's Creed, then Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, and Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Five. No, so five, and then the last would be Far Cry Three, which I just recently finished. Okay. Far Cry. Th- I know I didn't play the first two. 
And apparently, you don't need to play the first two to play the third one because okay. it's a whole it's a whole separate storyline. Right. But it definitely is best way. It's Skyrim with guns. <laughs> you know, you get to go around shooting people. It's an open ended world. You can hunt. You can create things. It is a very very fun game. Great. Yeah. So that'd be my my list. My I mentioned my surprise of the year would be John Carter. Right. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Pretty mediocre year. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, now it's being the end of the year. Of course, the holidays have happened. We had Christmas just passed. Sure. And New Year's is coming up. And, of course, the big holiday movies that everybody sees through the year, whether watching on television or if you have a DVD kind of thing. And so I think we should talk a little bit about that. Like, what was your, like... What, sure, now like, that the holidays are over, let's talk about holiday movies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For next year. Okay. But still, you know, people still celebrate Christmas, even though Christmas has passed. Well, yeah, Kwanzaa you know, just started. So you right? Kwanzaa. Uh, Hanukkah was just over, so yeah. I mean, you know, okay, so, sure. I you can kind of consider the week before, week between Christmas and New Year's, kind of like that Christmas week mm-hmm. where you, you can watch almost anything. All right. Well, we'll start out. Now, I didn't make a list for this one. Neither did I. So, but I do have a couple in my head that movies that I always like to watch every year, just because they're movies that I enjoy over and over again for different reasons. But uh, I don't want to start, so I'm going to let you guys start this time. Well, you're the actually Dave is the only one who actually wrote a list, so let him start because you and I are think I think are we doing this on the fly? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll go from five to one again. Sounds good. Number five, Christmas Evil. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a great little film this is! It's about a toy maker, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he becomes very disgruntled. He's very much a loner, doesn't have many friends, mm-hmm. and. If you can't guess, he dresses up as Santa and hacks people to death. You, no, there's you a can't shot beat it. <laughs> no, you don't say. And you actually like the character. Really? It, it, it's a little corny, it's a little campy, but it all works. That's it's good. a fun little horror Christmas okay. movie. Okay, cool. Number four, I have to mention A Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah. Now, would you consider that a, a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? I would consider it a little bit of both. Yeah. Probably more on the Christmas side. It's not one that I ever feel yeah. tempted to grab around Halloween time. Yeah. Um, and since Halloween is my favorite time of year, mm-hmm. I like how it drags a little bit of Halloween into Christmas. Sure. Okay. <laughs> number I'm a theme here. Number three. Yes. Santa's sleigh. <laughs> and the theme continues. <laughs> Jeez, I don't remember that holiday movie. Jeez, tell us that holiday classic. <laughs> Absolutely the best killer Santa Claus movie out there. And this is not about a Santa Claus, about a man who's dressed as Santa Claus. This is about a killer Santa Claus. If you want to see the dark side of Santa, see Santa's sleigh. <laughs> Number see how Santa handles the naughty kids on his list. That's right. <laughs> And they they also explain why he was so nice for the past couple hundred years too. So oh, so so something actually there's a reason him, something pushed him over the edge more that he was forced to be nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> now he doesn't have to be nice anymore. Yeah. Now the he doesn't have to be are, nice anymore. Santa Unchained. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Number one and two was hard for me to decide. Okay. But. After much thinking about it, and you know me, when push comes to shove, I I choose what was more fun for me to watch. Sure. Mm-hmm. So number two, Christmas Vacation. 
Okay. Uh, they went away from the R-rated comedy, and it was the first vacation that was PG-13. Yeah. Quite family-friendly. There was a couple of poop jokes, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I think most families could forgive that for the type of movie it was. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical. Well, it's, and It's considered a holiday classic. Sure. And it opened up a lot of doors for some actors that were unknown at the time. Yeah, yeah. And number one... Just for the Christmassy feel, laughing throughout the whole movie, the silliness of it, I have to say Elf. Sure. Yeah, all right. right. You can go with that. Yeah. And uh, I just have... Yeah, Favreau's first directorial debut. Yeah. Okay. And I just want to say uh, three quick honorable mentions. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Almost made my list, but Christmas Evil's the better one. Um, very similar in story. Okay. A Christmas Story... Well, yeah, that's an honorable mention. That wouldn't be on your top five. No, it's not on my top oh, five. On. You can only watch that movie so many times for me. It, well, okay. There's a, there's I mean, the a level of corniness in it. I just can't see it year after year. Once every five years, sure. Okay. Do, do I enjoy watching it? Yes. Do I go crazy over watching it? No. I've only, i got to be honest. I've only seen it a handful of times. It's not one of my go-to holiday favorites. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really doesn't deserve to be on the top list, but I thought it was a... Honorable mention for those of you that like weird movies, Jack Frost, the horror version. Not the Michael Keaton version. If you want to see a bizarre CG, bad effects, but somehow it all kind of works together, see the original Jack Frost. Okay. Sean, I think you can. Um, okay, well, again, no no particular order, but like, uh, there are certain movies that I like to watch around holidays. I'll start off by going back to... Halloween, because mm-hmm. for me, Nightmare Before Christmas is more of the Halloween movie. Okay, and same with The Crow. Like those are the the first original. Yeah, I never Brandon thought Lake. of that as a yeah. Those are like my two Halloween movies. Okay, uh, then when you get start getting closer to the to Christmas, I start. I'm I'm really nostalgic about like alternate reality kind of movies, mm-hmm. where like a Christmas Carol. Like I'll go with a Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. The Family Man. Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay. Uh, where, so was good. I enjoyed know, that movie. Where he wakes up and he's married with kids. It's that whole, I'm always fascinated with the what have I zagged when I zagged in my life. Mm-hmm. Another favorite of mine and uh, Scrooged. Yeah, always yeah, go with Scrooge yeah. this time of year. Bitch, hit me with a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Another now, I, I'm going to be sappy. This always makes me cry. It's the Pinky and the Brain holiday classic. Never seen it. It makes me cry every time. <laughs> Go ahead, laugh it up. Go ahead. I'm in, I'm in touch with my my emotional side. It's the ending now. If you go to my Facebook page, I actually have the ending. It's this whole. It's your basic Pinky and the Brain adventure. If you don't know who Pinky and the Brain is, it's two mice. The brain's trying to take over the world, and Pinky is his dim-witted sidekick. Well, this plan of Pinky's is to. I mean, the brains is to create a brain doll. That's going to be gone through all the whole around the whole world, and he's going to have hooked up. So when he turns the machine on, everyone will be hypnotized by this machine. Right. So he can then take over the world. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, they have to go to Santa's workshop. So you know, it's this whole wacky road trip kind of adventure from them. And at the beginning, Pinky wants to make sure he gives a letter to to Santa. You know, for Pink for the for the brain. Yeah. So, you know, of course, wackiness ensues, but this is the one time where the brain's plan's actually going to work. Everybody's got it, and the machine's lit. Now, while Pinky is trying to help the brain, he realizes he never gave the letter to Santa. Yeah. And he starts crying about it. He's like, but 
but I want Santa needs my letter and Brain's like Pinky Pinky would you stop the kind of you know right. the whole big thing and snatches a letter out of Pinky's hand and he's like you know when when that goes red throw the switch bing bang boom and then we'll be able to take over the world so while they're waiting the Brain gets so pissed off you know from waiting he actually starts to read Pinky's letter and it's basically Pinky writing the letter to Santa saying I don't want anything this year I want you to think of my friend the Brain. He tries really hard every year to try to take over the world, and he can never seem to get it right. So for this year, don't give me any presents. Just, if you can, find it in your heart and in that bag to give my best friend the world. <laughs> you, I'm telling you, you can laugh your ass off, but I am like like in Scrooge. Niagara Falls, Frankie. Oh, no. <laughs> I am in tears at this point because it is so moving with the music and all. Go ahead. Laugh. Laugh all you want. Okay. I guarantee you if you watch it, if you if your eyes don't tear up watching this special, you're not human. I'm not. You know, that's because you're too scared to be in touch with your emotions. I guarantee you, if we watch it, you'd be like, okay, that's kind of sentimental. Bring it over. <laughs> you know what the problem is? It's not on DVD. Oh, it's not. I only, the only time I could watch it was on VHS. Wow. And I don't even know what the VHS is, because that's how old this thing is. Wow. So I don't even think they even came out with it on DVD. They still, hmm. they, they're releasing the Pinky the Rain series. This was a special. This wasn't like uh, part of the TV show. Oh, okay. This was actually one of those prime time, like, you know, along the lines with, you know, it's a, a Merry Christmas Charlie Brown kind of special. Right, it was right, right. like 8 o'clock at night kind of special. And I was like, oh. I, every time I watched it, I cried my eyes out. Okay. Not, not like, <laughs> but I'm definitely going. I got something in my eye. <laughs> I just wanted to keep in the world. <laughs> You know, <laughs> sure. Here you go, folks. See, this is this is the reason why people like me more. <laughs> I'm in touch with my feelings. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Good story. How many times have you got a little teary-eyed watching a movie just for the story and the music swells, and you're like. That's because it's it's not really just because it's a cartoon. It's still two best friends. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Because she said, "I'm more in the Christmas spirit than you are." <laughs> I guess. So. And then another favorite, little-known Christmas movie, mm-hmm. the original Die Hard. Yes, very Christmassy feeling. Took place on Christmas Eve. That's true. That's I didn't think <laughs> that. Yeah, that, that was a Christmas Eve. <laughs> See, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Or the first Lethal Weapon movie took place during Christmas. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. The girl took the header off during the jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. That's right. right. (laughs) Yeah. Come up to the coast, have a few laughs. (laughs) I need a moment. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so obviously, I didn't come up with a list, and uh, but I'll I'll do the best I can with one of my memories, my Swiss cheese memory. Of course, though the one uh, Christmas story, I enjoy that one because that was my dad's favorite for movie of all time. I mean, he actually has one of those lamps. Yeah, you know, the nice. major award. Nice. It's a small one, you know, kind of thing. But 
uh, every year we watch it together, and I still watch it. It's one of those movies I still watch. It's on TBS now for 24 hours. I was for 24 hours from Christmas Eve to Christmas night, pretty much. So I'll catch it like two, three times that. But I do it on DVD if I actually miss it, so I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it then. So that's, you know, that's the sad part. But mm-hmm. then there's the happy stuff. Uh, you know, again, Nightmare Before Christmas, you both mentioned. You know, that's one of those great movies that I can really get behind. I always enjoy that one, you know, kind of thing. And I don't, I don't think of it as a Halloween movie. I think of it more as a Christmas movie mm-hmm. just because of the feel of it. I always like the Clay Clay. Uh, animated movies like The Year Without Santa Claus, you know, kind of thing. I, it's where he's sick, and oh, okay, the yeah, okay, and he thinks the kids don't care anymore, and so right. Mrs. Claus We're sends talking Jingle the Jack. old classic, yeah, the sixties, yes, where Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty, yeah, gotcha. yes, the, those those I enjoy. I'm from. Mr. Heat Miser, I'm Mr. Sun, <laughs> did it, did it. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. 101. He's Mr. He Miser. Sorry. As if you had to go with like Christmas carols, I like the old Alistair Sim, the original, one of the original Christmas carol movies. Uh, I like the black and white version better. They did they did a colorization of it. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but you know, it's fake color, right? <laughs> They painted it all in. I always enjoyed the George C. Scott version. I now okay. Now, do you either one of you remember the Henry Winkler version? No, I don't. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find that on DVD for my wife because like she collects Christmas Carol movies. We pretty much have all of them except for that one. I think that's the only one left. I don't have on DVD. I, I remember watching that. One. That one's one of, that's one that vividly sticks out in my head the most. The Henry Winkler one. He plays Scrooge, and it was like, everyone think it's like a rocking Christmas Eve or something like that because it wasn't rock and rollish. It was just Henry Winkler being Scrooge. Right. You know, I wish I could remember when it was done because it. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the Christmas Carol movies. <laughs> and I, I just saw the Patrick Stewart version for the first time. How did you like that one? Uh, one of my favorites. Um, the acting was superb. Um, but I still have to say George C. Scott version was my favorite. Yeah. That actually creeps me out a little bit, especially yeah. the Christmas present and he opens it up and it's the, 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 the two kids. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Oh, Gives yeah. you the shepherds. What it came. For a while, Patrick Stewart was actually reading A Christmas Carol on Broadway. Yeah, doing all, doing all the yeah. characters. I wanted to go see that, but at the time, I was like, oh, you know, never get around. I'll never get a chance to see that. Just, that was one of the things, like, why don't someone DVD, like, DVD that yeah. and throw it out there? Right. Because I could watch him just doing the phone book. <laughs> Sean Richmond. <laughs> Philadelphia, PA. <laughs> So those those are my few favorites, um, you know. But I mean, there's so many of them that you just you you get to see every year, like Muppet Christmas Carol. That's the one I the one I always enjoy. It's so goofy, but yet it's Muppet, so you don't care, you know, kind of thing. It's, Mr. Magoo's. Oh yeah, I could never stand that one. Really? That was one I oh, never, I enjoyed that. That one. brings me back to the Fox Chase Library in grade school at Saint <laughs> Cecilia's. I, I just I because I mean because I just wasn't a Mr. Magoo fan. It's just never liked them. I always loved Mr. Riku. What a lovable idiot. <laughs> that was a problem. He was just an idiot to me. I was like, <sighs> yeah, because that was, that was on TV not too long ago. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll pass that. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, Mr. Magoo. Now, I do like the, it's it's a little bit bizarre, but I do like the new one that they came out with, Disney came out with, they animated. With Jim, with Jim Carrey? Carrey? Jim Carrey, yes. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. But again, it's Christmas Carol, so I kind of know how it goes. <laughs> And of course, the two—it's like a duel, actually, because the one was started out as a cartoon, and then they made a, 
full-length feature was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You're a mean one. That's on <laughs> my that's on my must-see list that I haven't mentioned yet. Oh, okay. Really? The cartoon or the uh, Jim Carrey? The cartoon. You never saw the cartoon? No, no, the cart no, the cartoon is my must-see every year. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. okay. So, you know, like again, I mean, they're, they're different in each way. I mean, the the, the cartoons are kind mm. of a touching story and then Jim Carrey just intensifies the whole thing and makes it a fun film to watch. Sure, know? yeah, I, I do enjoy that one. So now you you mentioned um, a Christmas story being your favorite. So yeah, have you seen the sequel? No, I have not yet. No, oh. I so, so me, I, I recommend I'm, it. I recommend not seeing it. I'm, I don't. Want so to you've really... seen it, Sean? No, but I've heard about it. Okay. I mean, it definitely takes place. It's Ralphie as an older man with his kids and things like that. But for me, like a Christmas Carol holds such a special place in your heart mm-hmm. that seeing a sequel might actually diminish the impact that the original has. Because because technically, I mean, it's the the that one is a sequel to the Christmas Story, mm-hmm. but they did make another film based on like that whole premise of this guy remembering a story. And it was about a family vacation. And that one wasn't really that good. My father and I watched it, and he was like, eh, it's not as good as the Christmas story. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, kind of thing. He, he enjoyed that one more. You know, we, we saw that, like, once. And he was like, eh, it wasn't, you know. He liked that whole reminiscing type thing. But he goes, as far as those kind of movies, it's like, once they did it once. Yeah, sometimes, that that, sometimes I feel like that way. When, once you make a movie, and it is a timeless classic. Because, I mean, the Christmas story, where I mean, I mean, everyone's favorite. It is one of those ones that's, I mean, obviously TV, TBS runs it 24 hours. Yeah. So it's got to be loved by somebody, you know. <laughs> Some just, executive at TBS. Why yeah. doesn't TBS just put it up on their own demand? Yeah. <laughs> because, because, you know why? Because that's actually part of the tradition. You know, that's everyone's holiday tradition is having, you know, Christmas Carol on, tw- on a loop 24-7 in their yeah. house. And it's not mine, but somebody out there goes... Oh, Christmas Carol's on this year. Can't wait. And they'll watch it, and then they'll go out away and do stuff. But it'll come back, and you know, at any time during the day, that movie's on. Yeah. So, uh, and know. then if you miss one part, you can always pick it up sometime during the day. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm right. But that movie's how old? Thirty years? Twenty-five? Well, it was made, I think, in the eighties. Okay, so even at twenty-five years, yeah. then all of a sudden they come with a direct-to-video, you know, a sequel. All right. It seems to me like there's an executive just went, you know, what movie we can make money off of. Christmas story, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's my opinion. I mean, if you want to go see it, we'll you know, go rent it Netflix it. Yeah. You know. I'm kind of iffy it. on it, so. Yeah, there's I, I, certain movies that I can't watch because of, like, impacts. Like, uh, my mom was a huge Elvis fan. Mm-hmm. But since she's passed, I find it hard for me to watch any movie with Elvis in it. Because I kind of, Well, I was you know, thinking, my, my father, he got me into James Bond. Right. And it took me a year to watch a James Bond film. Like I couldn't All right. I couldn't stomach it. You know, every time James Bond would go come on, I'd have to change the channel because it was so hard to watch because of all the thoughts of my dad and sure. now he's gone. And so now it's like now I got into it more. Like, you know, when Daniel Craig came and of course it wasn't really a James Bond film as you <laughs> mentioned the, the first two. So it was a good spy flick, you know, but uh, it wasn't true James Bond. So but now like I can watch him. Like I've you know I've I've Pulled out my DVD collection and and I've watched this this the shows and the different movies and because we had discussions months ago I mean I think it was summertime we were talking about James Bond because the whole Skyfall was coming out and I remember we were talking about who was, what was our best favorites and you know right. who was the worst or that kind of thing and who was the worst James Bond so maybe we'll do that again as a live podcast you know <laughs> so. sure so do you have any others on your list. That's pretty much off the... I mean, there's so many, though. I mean... Sure. You know, type of thing. But they're the ones that... 
in my mind that the ones that I, I like if if I don't see them, there's a problem. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of right. I mean, even like I haven't tried to sit down and watch Scrooge, but like I said, I posted a bunch of the endings, you know, a bunch of the clips on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. so I still get that. Okay, you know what? I got my fix in, right. so I can kind of pass over the movie because I did see the parts that I liked the most. Now they seal on my wife and I seal. We try and watch like a new one every year, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. And uh, this year we tried an, uh, it was kind of an oddball one. It was actually, it was a Disney one. It was uh, Mickey Mouse snowed in the mouse the house of the mouse type of thing. And it's a show that they run on Disney Channel. Uh, it's called House of Mouse, and there's a, basically it's like a clip show. It's like they show okay. the old cartoons back from the 40s and 50s that that they did in the 20s and 30s whatever they made Disney uh, shorts and uh, so it had the Mickey's Christmas Carol in there so it was that was good to see like I because we have it on DVD but it's so short but to add it on with like there was a Donald one where he was playing hockey with his nephews and that was a little it was a good Uh classic film you know kind of thing and then there was a Pluto one I know what you love Pluto (laughs) Dave just want to punch him in the nose (laughs) did he he get a recall he's no longer a Disney character since the actual planet's no longer a planet (laughs) (laughs) well he's not in all the Christmas cards if you noticed yeah he's been demoted he's been demoted (laughs) he's just the family dog yeah didn't really mention his name too much. Poor Pluto. <laughs> anyway. So, um, well, I, I just wanted to mention a couple other things that um, they weren't necessarily movies, but they were, you know, they're they're not feature length. So I didn't think that they deserved to be on a regular movie list. Mm-hmm. But my two must-see movies every Christmas season are is The, Gr- the Grinch That Stole Christmas, mm-hmm. Who Stole Christmas, uh, the animated version. Okay. Um, and the original Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah, see, that's another good the, one. None that's, of the knockoffs, you know, the, the original. Dear. They're short, but that's that's Christmas time, to me. Time, yeah. Yep. Timeless classics. I mean, I've got a half hour. I'm on a schedule. That's right. I mean, Christmas shopping, and then i got a half hour to catch a show. I would also throw in, just because I'm a sick bastard, any South Park Christmas episode, Mr. Hanky. Hello. <laughs> And even though I'm not a fan of the shows, right. and one's off the air now, I do have to admit, every year, Eureka and Warehouse 13 have always come out with really good um, Christmas specials. Oh, okay. Just to throw that in there for the science fiction fans. Um, now, one thing I didn't mention were my three top movies that were pretty much made for direct-to-DVD. They might have had like a little tiny theater release somewhere mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for the most part they were dvd releases okay and i i just wanted to mention them real sure, quick go mm-hmm. ahead yeah number three dark knight returns volume one yeah must see i loved it yeah i i, I think it's gonna be can't say any better it's than an that classic to me number two iron sky okay number one get let me gain my thoughts that's not helping <laughs> good no the Human Centipede 2. Oh. It's sick. It's perverted. It's gross. <laughs> it actually has a, a an off story. It's mm-hmm. not a total rip of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, in, in this reality, the first movie is a movie, and he's mimicking from it. Uh, is it realistic? Of course not. Okay. Uh, is it gross, disgusting, and fun to watch? Oh yeah. <laughs> so my favorite directed video this year was Human Centipede Two. Okay. Uh, but I didn't go beyond that. So <laughs> thank you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been a big fan of Human Centipede. 
Like my brother-in-law and my sister love it. I mean, they love gross horror movies. I'm just like, eh, again. <laughs> well, we won't go into those this time. <laughs> <laughs> People do a Halloween special. <laughs> oh, yay, so we have to look after book forward to next year. That's right. A Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, coming 2013, I think we're going to have a few surprises. We're going to try a few new things, and we're not going to talk about it, what they are. But, you have uh, no clue. <laughs> I have a few ideas in my head that you know oh, okay, that so. we've talked about in the past, but we've you know kind of just like when we get there, we'll we'll, we'll do it uh, type of thing. But I won't I won't give anything away. You have to listen next year. Just listen to it and see what you think. Any New Year's resolutions? Any New Year's resolutions? Nope. <laughs> Same here. Because I I'll break them. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. Dave, any uh, New Year's resolutions? Nope, I gave up New Year's resolutions and I gave up Lent for Lent. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> New that, Year's resolution, never make a New Year's resolution. That's right. Don't <laughs> don't break promises you can't keep. keep. Right. All right. So I guess from that, we'll call it a week. That's yeah, a week and a year. And yeah. a year. Yeah, that's the 2012 year view. Hey, we made it. The yeah, minds are wrong. Screw you, buddies. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me back on, guys. Well, it was before, fun. before we wrap it up, just real quick, I mean, if, if the audience, they have any favorite movies that they would like to interject or favorite or hor- horrible movies that they want to interject, please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and, and let us know or go to our uh, wordswithgeeks.com uh, to our um, uh, thread section or discussion section that you can talk about it. And we'll be on, to, you know, giving our support or telling you how wrong you are. <laughs> Either or, way, actually, my favorite is tell us how we're wrong. Yes, yeah. tell that us way. how we're wrong, and yes. then and then we'll we'll argue our way out of it. <laughs> so on that note, now, thanks for listening, and thanks for the great laughs, and hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next year. Happy New Year, everyone! And thanks, Dave, for coming. Thank you, Dave. Yes, thank, thank you, Dave, you for guys. coming. Appreciate it. It's always fun to have you on, and hopefully, we'll have you on next year sometime. That'll be awesome. Cool. Next year, it's it's a week away. (laughs) (laughs) We won't be on next week's show. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, again, have a have a merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever, Um, happy New Year. Yes. And may all your wishes come true for 2013. And if you want to contact us, you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or me Ed at Ed at wordswithgeek.com. Or you can go to Geeksters at wordsweekgeeks.com. We'll both get that one. And if not, uh, like us on Facebook or you know, post there. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you and have a happy new year. Bye.